Hello and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. Today's date, April 22nd, 2021. I'm your host, KT. Podcast title, Still Racism. So, now that we have the George Floyd verdict in, and the reason I use his name and not the officer's name is because, honestly, I can't remember the officer's name. And... It's funny as I listen to all the pundits and all the political bloviators talking about uh, systemic racism and America's racist, the police departments are racist, and blah, blah, blah. Um, let's, let's look at things, shall we? From the beginning of history till current as far as racism in America. So... You had your first black mayor in 1791. I believe it was in the state of Massachusetts. You had switched from indentured slavery to permanent slavery, pushed by a black man who owned black slaves. Black people are not the only race that have ever been slaves in this country. The Republican Party was specifically founded to fight slavery. After that, the Democrat Party founded the KKK. Now, historians and people of modern day will have you believe that there was a flip in policies between the Democrats and the Republicans ranging from capitalism and big companies to or corporations to poverty and racism. But let's think about this. The racism aspect of this was supposedly took place in the 1960s. However, the president prior to the Civil Rights Act being passed of, I believe, 1964, was a Republican and was trying to push that exact uh, legislation. But there was not enough Republicans in the House to get it done. And every single Democrat voted against it. So... Then 1964 comes along. You have a Democrat president who convinces a few Democrats to join with the Republicans to get this bill passed. And it gets passed. Every Republican voted for it. And just enough Democrats voted to get it passed. Now, let's look at all the cities throughout the U.S., Chicago, Harlem, Detroit, Minneapolis, Los Angeles, that have been ran by Democrats for decades. And let's look at their poverty and their racism. Does it look like it's been better over the last 60 years? Or does it look like they still have these people in chains? Still bowing to a master. However, this time the master is the almighty government. 
Do as we say, and we'll give you just enough to survive. We'll kill your children in the abortion clinics and tell you that it's your right to go out and have sex as often and as much as you like without consequence. I'm so sick of people being so blind to the empty promises that they've been making for decades. At what point do you wake up and say, you know what? This son of a bitch right here has been promising promising me change and prosperity for 30, 40 years of my life. And I haven't seen a damn thing changed. And then if I look at a neighboring city, which is might be a little smaller and ran by a Republican, well, I don't see my people suffering there like they suffer here. Why is that? Why is that? That's a serious question because I honestly don't know the exact answer. I know that that smaller city probably has lower taxes, probably has less handouts, so it's people actually have to get up and work and become prosperous by their own free will. One of the greatest things about this nation is the equal opportunity to be successful, but not the equal opportunity to have success. Do you understand that? That means every one of us has the opportunity to go out and start our own business and market it and work our asses off and have it be successful if it's an idea that everybody wants to participate in. But none of us have the guarantee that that business will succeed, that that business will be something that enough people want to participate in to make you wealthy. I mean, who would have thought 40 years ago when the guy came out with the pet rock that he'd have been a millionaire? Takes a little Google eye buttons and puts it on a rack and calls it a pet rock. And then, wow, that's a great idea. I think I'm going to buy one of these. Instead of just going down to the hobby store, buying your own Google eyes and put them on your own rack. But whatever. The guy made a million dollars. And good for him. Because that's the American dream. So, as I sit here and I watch clips from Fox News and CNN, and they seem to be opposing views, I can't help but think to myself, do they get their message from the same puppet masters that thrive on keeping us at each other's throats? No pun intended, George Floyd. Are these deliberate to keep us at arms against each other? To keep us fighting amongst ourselves? Because that's what they thrive on. They know if we ever united against them, they are screwed. Because there's far more of us than there is of them. But if we keep acting like useful idiots to them, well, guess what? 
they're going to keep us fighting with each other. Now, do I think that this officer in the George, George Floyd thing should have been convicted of manslaughter? Depending on what the facts were in the case, absolutely. And manslaughter to me is defined as death without intention. Meaning the guy didn't, when he was kneeling on his neck, did not intend to kill him. Second degree murder, murder of any degree, in my head, is premeditated and that is the desired result. Now, apparently there was some tension between this officer and Mr. Floyd from years ago when they both worked at the same nightclub. And maybe some of that evidence came out in the jury room that we didn't hear. I don't know. I wasn't on the jury. But I can't help but think to myself, though, too, There's not a person in Minneapolis who could have been on that jury who didn't know all the video clips and all the um, narratives that were put forth by CNN and every other TV news organization on the planet. So how could you have an impartial jury? Recently sitting on a jury and being asked if I knew anything about the case... That was one of the first questions out of their mouths was, do you know anything about this case or this person sitting before you? So was it really an impartial jury? I don't know. I can tell you this, that it will be, um, yeah, challenged or appealed. That's the word I'm looking for. And we'll waste more taxpayer dollars. (coughs) Excuse me. But at the end of the day, look in your heart. When you look at a person of a different nationality or a different color than you, do you automatically feel anger or angst towards them? Because that's racism. I do not feel that way about anybody unless they give me reason to where they approach me with a hostile attitude. Example, when I was in the Air Force basic training, there was about 50 guys in our flight. And of those 50, I'd say maybe 20 of them were black. And of those 20 probably about 17 of them were always hanging out together in their own little group, laughing at their own little things. And I remember specifically one time asking them, oh, what's so funny? Oh, you wouldn't understand. It's a black thing. Well, okay. Try me, you know. But I'm the racist here? Okay, whatever. And that was really my first exposure to black people. I mean, I grew up in Traverse City, Michigan in the 1970s and 80s. If you saw a black man, mark it down on your calendar because it was a rare day. My parents didn't instill any racism into me. In fact, it wasn't until I was 40-some years old that I heard my mother use the N-word towards a president that she supported. And I'm like, what? And then I was dating a girl... um, 
just prior to meeting my current wife. And I used the term colored people. And she says, are you racist? Like, no, I'm not racist. What would make you think I'm racist? Well, my grandmother was really racist and she used to call them colored people. So I associate that with racism. I'm like, um, never heard that before. Never knew that colored people was a racist term. I just thought it was about the same as calling them black people. I personally like to just call people people, but you know, if we're going to have to bring in the race, then I guess we're going to have to distinguish between black and white. And speaking of which, I just saw a chart that noted um, stories from the New York Times dating from 1960 to current and how those stories mention whether a person was white or black. And since 2010, those stories have escalated many fold. Why? What's the purpose of mentioning if somebody's black or white? Why is it that I see on my Netflix, um, I think it's black movies? Or why do I have advertising stating that these are black companies? Are there companies out there that are being promoted as Asian companies? Or maybe Bosnian companies? Cuban? Mexican? No, just black. United Negro College Fund. I don't understand how somebody bases their life off their ethnicity. And maybe it's because I'm white. Maybe this is part of being white privileged. I don't know. I look at it as being common sense and being a human being. So on that note, I'm going to wrap things up. Remember, I do not, I send this out to like a handful of people. I have no promotional promotions. I've got no advertising. I don't sell t-shirts or any of that other crap. Although I am thinking about having a t-shirt made that says, have a nice day and God bless. Or I can't even think of how I say it now. (laughs) How sad is that? Anyhow, God bless and have a good day. There we go.